You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Welcome to the Essential Apple Podcast, your home for news, views, security stories, technology, and all sorts of other related chit-chat that catches our attention. Hello, listeners, and welcome to this edition. Uh, and you join us after Nick and Mark and Jim and myself have been sat here yakking for a whole hour already <laughs> without recording a bloody thing. So uh, we thought perhaps we should turn on the recorders and uh, actually do a show. But uh, as I just said, uh, I'm joined by Mark. Hello, Mark. Hello, Simon. Good to be back on the show again. Very good to have you. And... Uh, Nick. Hello, Nick. Hello, Simon. Yeah, good to be back. Um, uh, gr- glad to have had an hour's worth of willful nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> and Jim. Hello, Jim. Hi there. I'm just going to do some editing of the prior recording for Blackmail purposes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, be very, very careful indeed. There we are. Uh, so, this week, it's been a bit of an odd week. Um, Apple released 13.5, uh, iOS 13.5, um, and that was struck with a this app is no longer shared bug. Apparently, users were finding that apps would uh, not launch, but were coming up with this app is no longer shared. Uh, The cure for that, apparently, was to either delete the app and reinstall it, uh, at risk of losing data, of course, uh, or to use the offload mechanism, where you uh, tell your phone that you do not want that uh, application right to this moment, and it's offloaded, but the data is retained. Uh, and then you could reload it, and uh, apparently that fixed the bug. Um, since then, um, people have been struck with a vast amount of uh, app updates. Um, Alistair in the, uh, in the Slack room, said, oh my god, I've got 36 app updates, and by the time he'd finished typing that, it'd gone up to 43. Um, I'm not sure how many it topped out at, but uh, people were finding that large numbers of apps were re-updating themselves. Uh, Nobody really knows why, but uh, apparently that's potentially related to fixing this app is no longer shared. Um, Interesting little story. Uh, There's a link to Mac Rumours in the show notes if you want to read about it, but... uh, if anybody would like to uh, share their experiences of that with us, uh, feel free. Well, I think the comment was it's a server-side problem. Um, you may as well say literally every app will be updated because I've, I've, got, I've got another seven there, just checking my phone now, and I've gone through about 40 or more apps updated in the last couple of days. Mm, interesting. Let me have a look at mine. I must admit I haven't actually checked mine. Mm-hmm. I have mine on auto-update, though, so most of the time I don't even notice. Mm. Yeah, I've got 17, and I had quite a few this morning as well. So, yeah, they are all updating by the looks of it. One of the things that was suggested that there may possibly be a 13.5.1 to fix this Oh, yes, I've got got 17 uh, pending updates, and several of which actually updated yesterday as well. So... Mm. Hmm. And I don't have I don't have a lot of um I don't have a lot of apps. So yes, oh yes, and yesterday probably as many again. 
Um, right. So there we go. We're all not, being not really a major issue, though, is it? Because it doesn't oh, take no. that long to update them all. <laughs> no, they just don't. I mean, um, if you have auto update on, they just do it in the background. I think it was more a kind of we're not used to um, opening our phones and seeing a, a, a great long list of um, apps waiting to update. No. Certainly, no, not. unless it's been unless there's been a major a major version update, in which case. Sometimes yeah. it renews a lot of things, doesn't it? I just wish they cure this Belgium phone number oh. problem I'm having. Still having the same problem. Your um, your corrupted phone number. Yeah. That is really an ongoing issue for you, isn't it, Jim? It just nothing yeah. seems to fix it. Well, I've just restarted the phone because I had a wee check there and all my, all my numbers were Belgium uh, settings. So Very strange. That's weird. There we go. Um, Apparently, there's a jailbreak which can lock unlock any iphone or ipad uh even the latest 13.5 um using a zero day um i believe it's called uncover is that uh mark have you have you seen that yeah i have so i've, I've just i just had to nip away from the microphone for a second because a second we started recording um i can hear drilling next door and there's nobody living next door to me so i had to uh, rush out and investigate. Yeah, it's um, they say all iPhones, but there is a few caveats. You have to be on a certain version of iOS, I believe, from thirteen um, onwards. Because 11. I was looking at this. Now, according to this, according to this here, it says uh, any version of iOS from eleven to thirteen point five. Ah, dang it! I've got a, a one on ten dot three three. Dang. <laughs> This this used to be something that was talked about quite a lot in the the media about um, you know jailbreaking iPhones, and it went very quiet for quite some time. And this is just you know this is the the first time I've heard anything talked about it. Okay, it means you can if you jailbreak your phone, it means you can put on apps that Apple probably wouldn't let you put on the the, the iPhone. But you're introducing easy ways of. Uh, uh, nefarious apps getting into your your system and stealing all your data. Um, what 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 real advantage do you have of using jailbreak phones other than you can put on apps? Um, it's it, it's the old try to what the Android users would say, and I'm not having to dig at the Android users. It's customizability, so you can right. have widgets and change things about and put on applications that give you added functionality. Things like Oh, what uh, I think it's like been on like an FTP server, an SSH client, yeah, really sort of, um, yeah, unlocking its true sort of potential. But you're right, I I have a bad enough problem using a legitimate Android store. So to go on to to download something to my phone from a pirate store, just I'm too old for that. Um, um oh. Well, well, I've lost my train of thought now. But there's once one of us amongst us who has no fear of putting, you know, going on to the beaters. Would you jailbreak? No, uh, no. You see, I can understand. I can understand jailbreaking. I could understand jailbreaking when when iOS was new, when the uh, iPhone was new, when it was missing missing some fairly core functionality like being able to copy and paste and all sorts of things right at the beginning when they first came out but there's very little these days that doesn't run on both android and apple and uh, unless unless as you say you are geeky and you want to get into the very geeky end of things i 
can't see any reason to jailbreak. I, there so. is, I think for most people these days, like you say, early on, um, people would jailbreak it for, like, for example, um, here in the UK, when the iPhone first came out, it was only available on O2. Um, yeah. And so people would jailbreak it so that they could uh, unlock it to use it with a different carrier, um, that sort of thing. Um, also to get apps, you know, when apps were, um, you know, not, no, you know, when apps first started and although there were a vast number in the store, not the quantity there are now. But as Mark says, if you're really geeky, if you would want things like SSH clients and all sorts of other weird and wonderful uh, things. But in reality, I some people just do it because it's a kind of, because they can. It, it's one of those, yeah. isn't it? Um I did once jailbreak a phone back in about iOS 4 or 5 or something, and I had it jailbroken for about a week and then thought, I, I don't, I'm not actually, I don't really see the point of this. So I just restored it, and ever since then I've carried on um, in the normal fashion. And you're right, there haven't been many jailbreaks for uh, several years. I mean, as it says in this article, Uncover is the first jailbreak built on a zero day in years. Um, it's a huge accomplishment in this day and age. Uh, Apple makes a big deal of security and privacy, and it will likely patch this software exploit in an upcoming iOS release. Um, this it, is a software it, jailbreak, which means Apple can fix it. Um, I mean, there's been a lot of people over the years asking Apple to give us a bit of customization, you know, like you can do with the, the Android phones, um, home screen, and all that kind of thing. And there's a, there's a suggestion, I don't even know if it's a rumour, but it's, there's a suggestion that iOS 14 might just allow you to do this, you know, but it's just a rumour. I mean, is it a thriving community, jailbreaking? And it, it's, not, it's not like a dark web type of thing. I presume they have no, a... No, it's um, yeah. one of the things, one of the reasons that people do jailbreak um, is, yes, it is a thriving community. I mean, obviously, a lot of them are people who are into, you know, uh, security. So, what they're actually doing is find searching for vulnerabilities in the software, and when they mm. find them, they can they can use them to build jailbreaks. Um, right. And a lot of security researchers like to um, jailbreak their phones because it gives them deep access to the operating system. So while they're you know while you're attempting to um, hack the software, you can actually see what's going on. That sort of thing. It's not something that your average person would probably get very much out of at all, other than as Mark said, yeah. if you're if you you know if you're happy to go to dodgy pirate stores and get you know hacked games. Yeah, and you can get um, you could get games that were hacked, and basically there was a thriving community of. Uh, all the app store stuff was just hacked. So you could go on there and find whatever it was in the app store that you would probably have to pay for, and it would be there. So that was always one uh, nice uh, side asset too. But I, I maybe it, maybe it was just all old and cynical, because I'd be too worried now, because it just seems like every bit of spyware now is just obsessed with blooming Bitcoin mining. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Uh, no, I mean, I... I think for most people, there is little or no um, purpose to jailbreaking. Um, and the, the, the truth is that there is a thriving community of, of, you know, interested in jailbreaking. And I think a lot of that actually 
focuses more around the technical skill required to do it and it's people who are very deeply into understanding the you know the core workings of um of software so um it reminds me a little bit of a guy i used to work with um he was a a very bright guy uh microsoft tech who knew basically if microsoft did something he knew it and um he he was a a go-to guy really for anything to do with microsoft um but but when it came to phones uh he just didn't get on with any of them (laughs) and he and he'd always really sell up the one he'd got so he'd say oh i've I've just bought the apple i'm going to give that another try because oh i can't stand android and and then about two weeks later, he'd be saying, why did I buy this piece of junk? Oh, I can't stand it. I'm going to have to go back to Android again. And he must have, in the time I knew him, he must have bought about 30 or 40 phones, yo-yoing backwards and forwards between Apple and Android. And none of them were quite what he wanted. <laughs> the only time I actually thought about doing a, you know, a similar kind of thing, it wasn't really jailbreaking. It was more of flashing than anything else. Uh, that gives you a connotation in mind. It wasn't that kind of flashing. Um, <laughs> it was with uh, when I went over to the dark side and bought an Android phone. Um, there was a, there was a thing where you could flash it and you could put on a um, the box standards, you know, the, the proper Android rather than the the skin Samsung yes. version. And I thought of you know trying it, but um, it was so complicated to do. Um, I just gave up in the end. And of course, I went back yeah. to went back to the iPhone. According, yes, according I also to... had an Android when uh, when because I wanted a larger phone, and Apple weren't doing them at the time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I also went over to the dark side. I had two Android phones actually, and then I came back. What, what I was trying to put on it was the. Uh, it wasn't actually the, uh, to, to boot, do a stock version of Android. It was actually to try and boot it into um, Ubuntu. Um, at that time, Ubuntu were trying to develop um, an, a, a phone iOS. They were, weren't they? Yeah, I really yeah, like the look of that. Yeah. It looked very promising, uh, but did. unfortunately, it, it didn't come. Like, I think they had a phone in development as well, if I mean right. They did. They did. It had yeah. a sort of like a burgundy interface. It was really nice. It was yes. nice, but it just went. Well, I think they um, they were developing it because um, I, I remember reading about that and being quite interested in it. And um, I think they, they decided that um, they didn't want to, you know, expend the effort on it going up against Google and Apple. So they decided to drop their, uh, you know, drop their plans. Interestingly, I'm reading here on this on, on this um, BGR report. This jailbreak basically adds exceptions to the existing rules. Uh, it only enables the reading of new jailbreak files and parts of the file system which contain no user data. Um, so apparently, this will not compromise battery life or other Apple services, including iMessage, Apple Pay, and iCloud. Hackers say the jailbreak preserves Apple user data protections and does not undermine the iOS sandbox, which is interesting. Um, there we are. As it says, even so, you should tread carefully when attempting to use such tools on your devices. Make sure you understand what the jailbreaking means and what the risks are. We won't tell you how to do it, and most people probably shouldn't do it in the first place. But there we are. Absolutely. Yeah, don't take it into Apple. They won't want to know. No, exactly. Um, it's Yes, it's for those who... Um, like to dig very deep into the way uh, you know ios works good for security researchers and people like that um because it gives them access to the to the guts of the operating system um 
them. And, and you know, it's of technical interest to people like us. I, I wouldn't actually... Um, there's very ri- little reason to jailbreak your phone, certainly now. Um, there we are. And, of course, last last week we were laughing about the, um, the poor Photoshop job on the... Um, AR glasses uh, <laughs> article. Oh yes, <laughs> um, and that, because that had just broken that uh, Mr. Prosser had said that he had all this info on Apple glasses and he would reveal more soon. Well, uh, quite promptly after that, he um, he did. He um, released a um, a video on YouTube on his uh, on his uh, channel, which is uh, F. PT for front page tech, um, where he claimed, uh, you know, to know the pricing and uh, the possible release date and that he'd seen them and they looked like wayfarers and so on and so forth. Um, And I will put a link to that uh, in the show notes for everyone if you want to. But uh, subsequent to that, um, he has um, been on, I believe, the... um, Cult of Mac podcast, um, and he claimed that there will be a Steve Jobs Heritage Edition AR glasses. Um, Not which, a chance. I, Not well, a chance. Is Steve ever lent his name to any praise? Is, is they were, they've never done the, the the Steve Jobs edition of no, such and such. It all seems if, very. If we are getting the. Well, if, you, if you looked oh. at Steve's Jobs glasses, there was no space for any electronics in them. It was basically two two arms uh, and round glass. Yeah, frame, they're rimless, weren't they? they, they the yeah. arms were screwed directly into the lenses, and they were joined by just a little tiny piece of yeah. wire. Um, it, would, it would just be Steve Jobs in name only. I think if they were to do it, it would be purely a bloody marketing thing. I mean, the, the only they, thing they, I could they, see they could uh, do... Would, they would not dare, uh, you know, use their beloved... You know, no, the, anyway. the founder of Apple in such a a crass way. Anyway, there we are. Um, for Mr. fear of uh, for fear of being um, sued by Marks and Spencers, uh, uh, it, it, what it makes me think of these aren't just AR glasses. <laughs> these are Steve Jobs <laughs> Heritage Edition AR glasses. Indeed, yeah, <laughs> it, it would be like that. I mean. Um, I haven't listened to the episode. I read the piece, um, which, uh, you know, by Leander Caney. Um, however, uh, on Twitter, there was some shade being thrown backwards and forward. Mr. German uh, said, do I need to say that this, along with the rest of the Apple AR glasses stories of the last week, is complete fiction? Um, and then in that uh, Twitter thread, I believe Mr. Prosser was said, I really respect you, you know, uh, Mark, but uh, that makes it all the funnier that you're completely wrong. So there's a bit of uh, toing and froing amongst the uh, the leakers. Well, how's, what about the fount? Has he, has he waited on, on, on this yet? The, 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 the Minji Quo? Oh, well, I don't think he has, no. No, well, there we well, are. He 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 said something a week before, and then um, uh, Mr. Prosser said that he was going against um, against Ming Chi Kuo, and then uh, Mr. German has said that uh, they're all getting mixed up because there are actually two devices, a kind of um, you know a headset, and then following on from that glasses, which is a story we've heard in the past. Um, to, to be honest, who who could tell? I mean, 
um, what Joe Prosser says on his channel all sounds very um, feasible, but it isn't anything that you couldn't um, kind of put together based on things that people think and what people would project Apple would be likely to do and um, a bit of wishful thinking. So... Um, it's you know, all it gone very quiet on the glasses. If there was a market for these glasses, you'd have to think that other companies like Huawei or Hu Huawei, oh god, Huawei, Huawei, they would, they'd be on the case, or HTC or any other company. If if this was a legitimate thing, we would have seen someone trying to be Apple to market. Like you know, we had those folding phones that seemed to have come and gone quite quickly. So I think if there, if there was a market and the technology was out there, I, I think someone would be trying to be Apple to the you know to the push for it. Well, the, the, but then the rumours are that you know Samsung and various other people are all working on their own um, their own versions. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't. I I find it fascinating, and I'd be really interested in it. Um, I mean, the biggest the biggest thing that uh, Joe Prosser said is he claimed that they would be. Um, they would be available for four hundred and ninety nine dollars um, plus the cost of prescription lenses if required. Um, so you could, you could be talking in the range of eight hundred to a thousand pounds. Oh yeah, because yeah, that would be the base model, wouldn't it? And then you can have oh, the yeah. memory on. And... If you, if you um, take in the cost of focals and tinting and all the rest of it. Yeah, um, I mean, he, he claimed that they would start at $499 plus the cost, cost of prescription lenses, that they would, um, that all the work would be done by the phone, um, that they would look somewhat also, like wayfarers, you know. Um, but as I say, much of this stuff is, is not anything that you couldn't confabulate for yourself. Um the the claim is, of course, that he uh, you know he has a leak and he has seen a prototype of said thing, but uh, he didn't proffer any obvious evidence, you know. So reality, we're just going on what he says, and Mr. German is saying that actually he believes Mr. Prosser has just made it all up and is just hoping for the best. Um, I mean, See, I think the, if uh, I think we'd all probably think this is more of a story if we'd seen technology anywhere that projected images um, that could be seen in 3D, as it were, um, in front of the glasses without having to have a huge box on the side of the le of, of your... Yes. Of your... Yeah, because... Yeah. Whatever they're called, those yeah. things down the side. Yeah, oh, on the, 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 the arms, yes. What, yeah. what you'd be doing is yeah. a short, short throw projector unless they've got some... Although what they could do, we've seen it already. They could use the same technology that um, Samsung used for that clear TV. I think there's technology where um, you can actually have a kind of... Um, it's not a projected screen image. It's actually a layer within... The, it's, it's like a, if you look at a um, camera viewfinder um, yeah. with an electronic overlay... I think it's a similar kind of idea. It's, you know, it's built into the actual optics. Um, yes, but I've never seen anything like that. I've never seen yeah. anything that uh, I've not. I've not seen a proof of concept of any any sort. Yeah, but I mean, the other suggestion, the other suggestion was made. Well, as far as I know, it was made by this guy, 
was that I mean, that's the base price. So, so that suggests that there'll be various versions of various prices. So you, you'll have mm-hmm. your usual Apple middle model be the best option one. So you're talking then maybe 600 quid just for the frames. Uh, yeah. yeah. In, in many ways, it's a bit like the Apple television story. and Not, not the Apple TV, but the Apple television story that we had years ago. Apple was coming out. The, Steve Jobs had cracked, you know, the... The uh, the solution of televisions, and we would be having this Apple television. And unfortunately, Steve died uh, afterwards. Um, it's it's probably one of these rumours that keeps surfacing every so often. But can I only think, wait and see. I think I think the reason these think they keep coming up is because it's something that people would really like. I mean, I'd like it, and I think. Um... Simon, you've said before you like the idea of AR glasses. No, I, I think well, it would, I mean, you know, it's like I like the idea of it, and I think it would be a fascinating thing to whether it would actually catch on or not. You know, it could be one of these things. It could be a total bomb. You know, it could be yeah, everybody yeah, tries them, and after six months, it's, I don't know why I bothered spending 500 quid on these. They're bloody rubbish. But you don't know. People diss the, the watch in the same way. You know, everybody, well, what possible use could there be for a bloody smartwatch? And, yeah, because um, no one was wearing a watch. I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they weren't at the time. And that was the biggest thing, you know. A, a few yeah. sort of old diehards like me who've worn a watch since I was thirteen, you know, still wore a wristwatch. You know, whole generations of people was like, "What the hell would you want to strap a bloody clock to your arm for?" I don't see the point. But you know, in no time flat, everybody's wearing bloody watches, smart watches. Yeah, uh, and, and yeah, they are sure everywhere, was. literally. I mean, I've got uh, a couple. Yeah, go on, James. Sorry. No, I was just—I was just going to say. You—you um, I, 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 you know how difficult it is to actually look at a, look at um, an LCD screen in broad daylight. It's—it's it's pretty difficult. Some of the phones. I just wonder how well these things would work, you know, in broad daylight. So I'm, I'm wondering what sort of uses they'll they'll have them for. Um, I mean, what would you use a um, an AR glass for, Nick? Uh... Apart from gaming, I mean, you know, what would the... Uh, I, I, I don't... I don't uh, that's one of the other things we've discussed, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know what the killer mm-hmm. app is for them. I don't um, think anybody knows. I like knows the idea the of, of being able to have directions projected in front of me mm-hmm. uh, if I'm driving or if I'm uh, walking um, or just information about the place I'm visiting or all those kind of things, really. Like augmented, not just augmented reality but actually adding to an experience i mean i think yeah, I, I mean, for me i'd like it if, if they do a sports version which you can imagine that they do for cyclists uh, like myself um i i would be very tempted because the to sort of to have the as you say if apps can integrate into the screen so if i'm going for a cycle uh, i know i can see the route in my glasses although i don't see the battery lasting anything more than four hours and a push uh then to sort of also uh, maybe work with apple watching sorry the health app so i can see if i'm going for a run what my pace is again what my route is or um what i you know, what hills might be coming ahead stuff like that would be you know really I, handy yeah i would i could see it being you know that, that I'm not saying that would be a killer app, but yeah, for example, in, in effect, a heads-up display as you're running, it could tell you your, you know, your MPH, your cadence, your heart rate, your, you know, all sorts of things, which would be 
of interest. The sort of things that people record with their, you know, with their watch or their phone. Um, but you could have it live, couldn't you, effectively? Um, the, the worry I have is uh, you, you'll end up with far too much information. Uh, you'll get information overload. Uh, also, it's... It, I would think it would be very distracting when you're out and about. You know, so you've got secu- you've got safety issues there. Um, only, only if you're right, but only if you allow it to be distracting. So, mm-hmm. I mean, just like Apple, you don't have to have notifications popping up all the while for everything. Yeah, and we are assuming um, it's you choose on. what you what you needed to see. Well, I would. I'm pretty sure I don't. You know, I have no idea. But for, for something like Mark's talking about, surely it would probably appear. You know, like a dashboard, maybe at the bottom of the frame or the top of the frame. So that that would not really be any more distracting than the dashboard in your car, which shows you your revs and your, you know. Yeah, that's right. Miles and if it was middle, the if amount it, of fuel if it, you've got and so on. If it appears in the middle distance, it's not like it's right. It feels like the writing's on your glasses. No, that is also. Do you understand true. what I mean? So you might get information, but it might appear to be twenty feet away on a. <laughs> yeah, just on a window of something or, floating or whatever. In. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, none of well, us are. We are assuming as well that it's going to be always on. Yeah, I've I've always well, I've that always, as well. Yes, I've I've said I don't think that it would be an always on thing. I think it would um, maybe refresh, you know, every thirty seconds or something, and would probably be off a lot of the time in the way that. You know, until the more recent Apple watches, the, the, the screen is not on um, unless you flick your wrist to, you know, make it illuminate. Uh, I know on the, well, the newer could, ones they're not what, on all the time. But... And, and what you could do if you if you um, if you need to load more information into it, you could sit in like a sort of circular, ca- uh, like a global cage that went around you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and we're back to Joe Nike. Yes, dear. I mean, there was, yeah, the, I mean, going back to the thing about the Steve Jobs Heritage Edition, the only thing I could think about those is the only way they could be like Steve Jobs glasses is in shape alone. I, I'm pretty sure that the, these, in reality, these things are going to end up, I would guess. It probably looking more like Brains's glasses from Thunderbirds. Yeah, they're going to have to have re- reasonably thick frames, aren't they, to to hold the electronics and, and the projection, whatever me- mechanism they use to project. Yeah, I can't see them the being frameless. For they're not. They're going to look more like wayfarers than uh, aviators. That's for sure. Well, yes. bones. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, 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 yeah. Big heavy arms. Yeah, that's the that's the you know. Um, and that is what Joe Prosser is saying. They look more like your your wayfarers, um, mm-hmm. you know, classic wayfarers. So I'm, we could have a trend. It could all be going back to the eighties, big coloured glasses frames, chaps, you know? <laughs> like Steve Wright uh, yeah. and, and and Jimmy Mallet and Co. We'd be back to the jo- oversized, um, you know, Elvis Costello type glasses. I can just see us coming just skates with the you know people wearing these things and getting the, the information in front of their eyes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, to bring back to two Ronnie's, they would have fun with that. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, when I saw the the alleged Apple graphic for the uh, you know what they according to Mr. Prosser is going to be called Apple Glass, which doesn't seem a very Apple name to me. I'll be honest. Um, the, the, It'll be the, spectacular. Uh, the, yeah. The um, 
the the graphic that he showed, the first thing I saw thought of when I saw it was the two Ronnies because that's that's the sort of glasses. <laughs> they, that's what the image looks like. That's right. You know? It does. Yeah. So um, there we are. We will have to wait and see, like so many things. I, don't, I think it's very interesting, but it's also interesting that you know, uh, you know, Mr. German and uh, also Nine to Five Mac, who are notorious leakers, they're all basically going at each other, uh, all claiming that the other person has no idea what they're talking about. So, um, you know, either either somebody is making yeah. something up, or they're all you know they're all coming at the same story from a different angle and getting different bits of the picture let's face it if you're trying to um put together a 3d puzzle with no idea um what it is you're building you can, you can yeah. come without up with right. one of those complicated ideas. jigsaws yeah would that be right would that be right in saying that there's actually been no leaks um of products because usually you know look at the iphone 12 or the, the leaks before so far yeah that's true you, you would have thought there'd been some kind of leak about glasses did yeah. the apple watch leak no, uh, I don't there were think rumors, so. I don't recall seeing any sort of leaks or renders, which is now the the new hotness, apparently. Well, yeah, of course. The, I think the thing there was the problem with the iPhone is that it's produced in such vast quantities, and the, the supply chain is massive. Um, I think when they started with the watch, um, it was um, you know proportionately the quantities they were manufacturing were very relatively small um so i, I suspect and talking about uh you know sorry go on no i was gonna say i just suspect that they had a much tighter supply chain and therefore it was a lot easier to um keep control of you know mm. i was going to say talking about uh, massive supply chains um it appears that um apple tv plus has topped 10 million subscribers Yes, and um, yeah, and 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 not surprising if they're selling quite so many devices and giving it um, away free. Yeah, you for just the first hit the nail on the head there. I was thinking because <laughs> they've give, they've given away quite a lot. But I wonder what their retention ratio is going to be like. And there's also been that rumor that oh, Apple have suddenly given up and they're going to start buying old content. I wonder if they're sort of seeing ah, right, we've got all these users and looking at our, looking at our stats. I think we've run out of content, lads, which is something everybody says would potentially happen if they weren't careful. Yeah, you know, it's, it's been made worse by the, this thing that's not going to be named. Um, uh, a lot of the you know, production companies have all shut down. Um, so obviously Apple's run out of new new, new uh, products to, to show. Um, so buying in stuff would give them content, but the bulk of the bulk of the content people are seeing already, I would think. Um, I, I mean, I got, I got, I got the probably yourselves. I got the free version of uh, Apple's Apple TV. Uh, and I'm, at the moment, I've only had two things I've watched. One was The Banker, which was a very good film, and the other one was the uh, Home Before Dark, I think it was called, which was a good wee TV series. But other than that, there's been nothing on it that I've really wanted to watch. So you watched the morning show? I watched the first programme of the morning show and I watched the first of the space one and gave up. Yeah, I watched the first one of the space one. I didn't even try the morning show because I yeah. don't think it's my kind of thing. No. So I, I, don't, I, I don't see me renewing at all um, when the, it's time to do so. No, I've got, obviously, like, like, uh, like you, Jim, we've got... Mm. Um, a free year because you know my daughter had a phone um 
I've watched the I've watched the uh, the Ghost Writer, which is a children's show, which I rather liked. Um, I watched the first one of For All Mankind and wasn't really that grabbed by it. Um, I watched the first one of C with Jason Momoa and just thought the whole premise was silly. Um, oh, I managed to watch that one. I thought yeah. I thought that was all right, but then you know, any any kind of sci-fi, I'm usually can well, manage you know, to watch. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a pretty I'm pretty big on sci-fi. I just, I just that didn't grab me. It just didn't grab me at all. No. Um, I've watched and quite the... a lot of the other stuff. I just haven't I haven't wanted. I haven't been interested enough no, to dip into. I'm not interested in most of it. That is the truth. I look at it and I think, you know, people telling me some of the stuff, oh, it's lovely and it's great and all that. It's like, yeah, but if it doesn't interest, if the concept of it doesn't grab me, then I'm not going to watch it. Um, not really my sort of thing. I did I did enjoy and the... That, that's why you need a quest. decent catalogue. You know, yes, it is. You, oh, because yes, yeah. I liked I liked the Mythic Quest, and um, I watched the the Quarantine Special, which was somewhat hilarious. Um, which was all f- filmed on iPhones. Apparently, they used about forty iPhones to film that because it was actually filmed. All the actors were in different locations. That's clever, yeah. Um, and they had some. Yes, they did. <laughs> it was funny, they, and they made some. Um, you know, they made some sport out of the sort of Zoom meeting and so on. Um, all very funny. There we go. But uh, I, yeah, speak I, if you want to. If you want to have a bit, another bit of laugh. If you go on to YouTube, look for uh, look for W one A quarantine special. Be a, there's a bit of a reference there to a show. But go in, go and have a look for that when we're off the air. That'll that'll, uh, that'll make you chuckle. <laughs> there's a there's a drama. Uh, I don't know if it's on yet. Uh, might be just, might be due to come on. Um, something to do with uh, defending a, a young lad. Um, uh, defending Jacob, yes, I believe that's on there now. Um, the, what I've read, what I've read, it appears to be quite good. So I might give it a wee look. Uh, yeah, but... um, that's that's supposed to be very. It's had good reviews, but it's not really my kind of thing. I'll be honest. Um, I, I I I thought there was supposed to be an. Uh, I don't know if it's HBO. Uh, um, it was a, a it was supposed to be a, a, a drama wartime drama to do with the American Air Force, the Army Air Force. And it was uh, you know, in the lines of, um, um, not Saving Private Ryan, but the other, what was the TV series that was based on that? Oh, A Band of Brothers. Band, Band of Brothers. Yeah. It was a similar kind of th- thing to that. And I think it was um, Tom Hanks was involved with it. But I've not right. seen anything since. Perhaps they've just not finished it, you know, yeah. with the... With the um... Yeah, well, you know, and everything. so many things are on suspended, aren't they? Movies and, yeah. and all that. I mean, Apple suspended uh, filming on their Foundation series, which is one of the few things that actually caught my attention, I'll be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah, here's a controversial thing to say. Uh, it's been rumoured before, but especially during this current crisis. Um, Disney, I think, is having problems. Um, and the suggestion was that Apple should buy Disney. Now that would give them a heck of a lot of content. That uh, that's been put around for years, hasn't it? That Apple should buy Disney uh, mm. for for the content. If you were to, you know, <laughs> effectively, you'd be saying Apple TV. You know, Disney Plus would become Apple TV Plus. Um, yes, except it would be a massive acquisition. And what on earth would Apple want with all the rest of the Disney Empire? You know, the merchandising and the 
and the parks and and all the rest. Um, I don't know. Well, I... they, they could they could buy Disney Entertainment, couldn't they? Yes, they, that... there was bound to be some sort of uh, over, um, some sort of thing that they could do there. Um, I again, I don't think Apple, but this is the thing: Apple like to do things in build things from the ground up that will, you know, they'll realize they'll, they'll set out a plan. Imagine trying to inherit all the corporateness that Disney would have versus what, um, it would be the complete opposite of Apple. Yes. I don't. I, yes. There's a lot of evidence that diversifying so widely, because it it isn't any, anywhere near Apple's core business, uh, it does, isn't successful for companies. So, and you know, I hate it myself. Another another suggestion uh, was um, CBS are in a bad way just now. Um, they split up years ago and then they've remerged uh, CBS and Paramount. And I can't mind the two fractions of it, but um, they they merged back together again, and partly due to bad uh, business decisions and also due to the crisis, they're in pretty poor state financially. Uh, so the suggestion was that they bought um, Star Trek, and that that to me would be a good buy for Apple. Uh, it might upset a lot of the fans, but um, I think it would be a good buy for Apple to buy the whole Star Trek franchise. It's going to cancel Picard. Don't start him off. Don't don't don't. I was going to say don't mention Picard. For God's sake, don't mention Picard. You'll set him off. Picard was okay. Oh. Um, God, no. <laughs> I, I like, I like, uh, I really like Discovery, but don't listen to any of them. They were both good. Wrong. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, right. Well, let's let's move on. Let's move on. It's not an entertainment <laughs> show. Man goes all of his years of experience just to become a doddery old man to be shouted about and bossed around by people. Number one. <laughs> <laughs> I told you to stop, stop. Everyone's right. got a, everyone's got a gun apart from the kid with the sword. He then seems to pledge his allegiance to anyone who looks at him and goes, "I'm having a bit, bit bad day. I will pledge to be your savior." <laughs> oh no, I've spilled my cup of tea. Oh, that sounds like a quest. I could jump on board. Do you do you want to keep me get going? <laughs> no, you don't have bodies. You don't have memories. You have essences, and somehow you can completely construct. So, and what they're actually saying in this show is you can construct something out of thin air. <laughs> pull out, yeah, they must have done pulled out their ass. <laughs> I, I hate to tell you this, Mark, but we haven't got spaceships that will go in, into other galaxies as well. <laughs> yes, but this, this, yeah, but if I'm going to escape <laughs> into a world, yeah, there, there's one scene, and someone has to tell me the artistic direction here. We know John Luke is getting on a bit. We know he's not the sprightly old boy from before, but did it really necessitate a scene where they're running upstairs and he stops to get his breath and if to go, oh, God, me back. I, I, he might as well said, oh, hang on a minute, so you haven't put me orthodontics on. <laughs> there's actually an overdub where you hear him wheeze. They overdubbed it in to make sure you drifted over the part that he's old. I tell you, they didn't like it then. <laughs> oh, look. Don't, 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 don't. Who is an alcoholic who has family problems, and it turns out she's managed to give up smoking, give up beer, give up drinking or whatever, um, 
becomes flirts with another woman after just discovering that a kid doesn't want to see her anymore to try and get her through. And then in the very end scene, she, we find out that there's going to be the equality box gender ticking romance between Seven of Nine and Raffi. And he's called Jean-Luc. Oh, I know Siri, I'll stop. Hang on. Siri's having a go at me now. And <laughs> yeah, he's called Jean-Luc. Stop, stop. <laughs> <laughs> where's the off switch where's the off switch you can, you can mute him can't you <laughs> it's a show that just it, it's like a meeting happened with hipsters they went yeah okay they watched one episode and that was enough what we need is a, a, a Star Trek uh, podcast oh, no. for essential. I've got life. an idea. Let's be edgy. Let's have someone swear who's in their sixties. <laughs> oh well, T-beat. Oh dear. Oh dear. Oh dear. Right. Well, while we're on the subject of uh, TV programs, uh, can we give a shout out to the story of Airlander, uh, featuring our very own yes. uh, Ivor Pope who's been on the show, and we've talked about the air. Um, it's, and I'm hoping to get him uh, back on again to talk more about the Airlander and, uh, of course, about this uh, documentary. It's a six-part documentary, um, an hour uh, per programme. Um, I've watched three so far. Um, and that sounds it, good. Yes, it is yeah, good. It's, it's very, it's interesting. very good. Very yeah. interesting. Um, uh-huh. And, yes, talking about making something out of thin air, they are very much building something out of thin air here. It's an airship. Um, <laughs> I've watched all six episodes, so I won't spoil it by telling you what the ending was like. But uh, it was very good, very good documentary. It's yeah. uh, what I've seen so far. And uh, when uh, Ivor was on the show before, he was you know really quite modest and said, "I'm just part of the team. I'm not a big wig." Well, um, in I think it was episode three, which is where as far as I've got, uh, he's in charge of a team putting a very delicate um, tailpiece on to the. Uh, you know, on onto the uh, airship. Um, so yeah. he is certainly not just one of the team. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Cool. Um, but it's a very interesting. It's very interesting because it's a quite a dramatic story with full of twists and turns. And um... does the baddie get stabbed by someone completely unexpected at the end? Yeah, <laughs> the butler done. <laughs> it, I don't think right. I'm going. Oh, you know what? Killing's bad. I don't think I'm going to do that anymore. Well, there we are, seven and nine. You've learned a valuable life lesson there, haven't you? <laughs> the, thing I, the, the thing I learned from the Airlander documentary show was uh, uh, you think an, air, an airship's a very simple thing, but it's, it's actually very complicated. Incredibly it's very complicated. Yes, it's very yeah. interesting. Oh, I'm definitely going to be watching that. It yeah, sounds it, good. It's, oh, well it's, worth it. it's well worth it. Um, one of, I mean, in. Um, in one of the shows, they're trying to get the uh, one of the diesel motors started. Uh, I think it's diesel, or maybe it's petrol. I don't know. Yeah, diesel. Anyway, yeah. diesel, a diesel motor. Yeah. Um, I do know. I believe that uh, you know, since that documentary was made, uh, because I think Ivor told me they're looking to replace the um, combustion engines, or at least some of them, with electric um, motors. So that yay. Yes, yes. Well, obviously, you know, uh, when you watch the documentary, you'll find out to some extent why they have diesel motors on it to begin with. Um, Yes. But um, I do know that there was a lot of talk that they want to replace the diesel motors or at least most of them with electric motors and also that then they could have, you know, PV um, 
TV panels on the on the airship itself to charge, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, to drive it in order to help it stay aloft for whatever longer periods of time. Anyway, there you go. It's an interesting documentary. Ivor's in it. Um, you'll see Ivor, and uh, I'm hoping to get Ivor back on the show. Um, and when he's free, I'm sure he will, you know, come and talk to us. So there you go. We'll all have to do our homework in the meantime and watch it. Oh, yes, we'll all have to watch it. And actually, he said, I think I'd better watch it again before I come on the show so I don't make an arse of myself. <laughs> the, the, the only catch is you've got to have uh, Amazon. Uh, yes, it's so, on Amazon Prime, yes. yes. So it's on Amazon, Amazon Prime, Prime. yeah. yeah. Yeah, if, you, if you're a Prime member, uh, you'll get it for free. Yes. I, I don't true. know if there's a charge for other people, but certainly it's free to Prime uh, users. Yeah, it's free. It's yeah. on Amazon Prime, and it's it's free if you're a Prime subscriber. Yes. Uh, I don't, don't like you, Jim. I don't know. You could probably rent the series for a few. Yeah, probably, you, you probably can. Yeah. If you're not a Prime subscriber. Um. There we are. What else have we got? Um, there was we were talking before the show about uh, Nick's Sonos uh, setup and and so on. Um, an ex Apple designer has is targeting the HomePod with the Sing Cell speaker. Um, he's a, a startup. He's got a load of other Apple ex Apple geezers with him. Apparently, um, th- there's not any pictures or anything. This is from Apple Insider. Um, uh, what does it say here? Um, apparently, he's got guys who worked on, you know, the HomePod uh, audio and so on, the, the whole kind of adaptive audio. Um, the startup is using a combination of design and sound quality to create a new type of speaker, according to the Financial Times. Um, its first product is the Cell speaker, and it will use immersive rendering, whatever the hell that means. That sounds like a terrible marketing buzz phrase. Um, uh, it's a company called Singe, S-Y-N-G. I think that's Sing. I suspect it's Sing. Uh, sing. Well, I, I, that's my guess. As well, in, it could be. Know, yeah, I would think uh, so. Sing, yeah. you know, as for the... Um, yeah, for the for the pun, really. Um, it's it a singing more like speaker. a company that would start up and then rapidly get bought out by someone. Can we just call it Sing S I N G? Make it sing sing simple. Mm, I don't know. Maybe somebody's already got that, Jim. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I wonder whether they've stolen stuff from Apple's uh, designs. That's that's allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll rephrase that. I wonder whether a lot of the technology knowledge that the you know the guys brought from Apple will get into it, and how much Apple's going to allow them to get away with. Mm, um, see, I've never quite, I've never quite understood this. Um, so it says here that they'll be using this immersive rendering and a novel audio format to create a revolutionary sound indistinguishable from reality. But the fact is, reality has lots of background noise. Yeah, well, perhaps that's so, it. <laughs> so is that it? They're going to play the background noise as well? They're um, going to have... It's, uh, got, it's got 12 speakers in it, right? Six of which play whatever it is you want to listen to, and the other six play a load of random background trash <laughs> to simulate reality. <laughs> to make it sound like reality. So that uh, it sounds like you're... Yeah. yeah, and you can choose. You can choose what the... You know, ah. Maybe you can choose what the background noise is. You know, you can city street, you know... Well, when you're sitting beach. listening to... When you're, when you're sitting listening to a concert, you can hear all the coughs, sneezing, grunts, and moans. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. it. The rustling of cigarettes, uh, uh, sweet packets, yeah, and uh, sweet wrappers, yeah. Anyway, um, there we go. Apparently, uh, in pitches to investors, uh, they plan to launch a range of speakers with the initial launch scheduled for the fourth quarter 2020. 
Um, they hope well, to bolster can... revenues by licensing their rendering technology um, and setting up a subscription service. Considering we before the show, we were actually saying that uh, that maybe moving from um, mono to stereo was a was a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> we might not be the target market for this thing. We might not be the Bring target. Bring back a um, mainstream. Uh, yeah, as I said, I I realised the other day. Uh, well, somebody said, you know, how often do we really listen to stereo? And I. Uh, you know, I commented that actually the last time I remember listening to, you know, sitting on a sofa, listening to something in true stereo and actually realizing that, the you know, some of the sound went from left to right across the room and back again uh, was about, you know, <laughs> 30 odd years ago. More than that, actually, 40 odd years. I don't know. <laughs> a long time ago, a long, long time ago when I was young and, uh, you know, carefree. No, uh most of the time, I don't really think most of us get any real, hardly any benefit from listening to stereo. There we are. Well, I don't know. You gotta remember, there's, you know, we're maybe we're not the target demographic because there's a lot of people out there that listen to Spotify and Apple Music. Yes, that is true. I'm just saying. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, apparently, they've raised fifteen million dollars uh, to. Uh, Apparently, uh, Stringer is named on 1,400 patents in the United States and is credited for innovations pertaining to the iPhone, the Apple Watch, and the HomePod. Um, oh, he'll get bought out. What'll happen is they'll start up a company, they'll get somewhere near to releasing a product or doing some sort of tech demo, and then they'll get acquired or you know, acquisitioned. Yes. It's, it's going to be a hard market to get into because there's that many... Uh... Yeah, you've got you've got um, what's it? Oh, geez, what's the famous one? Well, you've you've got Sonos. You've got, Sonos, that's the one. You've got you Apple. Know, you've got Apple. Denon. Uh, yeah. You've, then you've got all of you know all of the big yeah. um all that's of a the, lot. all of the big um you know uh, audio manufacturers. Bush. People like you know Bose and and yeah. Bang and Olufsen and people like that. So, um, they come up with something pretty good to get to get into that market. Yes. I I think so. I mean, let's face it. At, you know, everybody says that the HomePod is a, a a wonderful piece of kit, but um, I can't say that it's sweeping the world with its um uptake. Can you? You know, no. Um, nice device, but a bit limited. Yeah. Um. You know, most people seem to be quite happy to make do with an Echo Dot, and uh, that's you know good enough for them. I I tried. I've I've got a Sonos, the original Sonos one, and I've got the Echo Dot. And having the Sonos has made the Echo Dot just about passable for a short period of time. If I want to listen to some, you know, something in the background for a while, then the Sonos gets dragged out. It's it's okay for some. It, it all depends on you know what your you know what your level of quality is because there's probably a lot of people out there not just us nerds who will say like the apple airpods are just absolutely fine for you know for what they for what they want because maybe they haven't experienced um anything else yeah i guess that you know that is true i mean i when i do use the echo dot and i tend to use it rather like you know like you'd use a transistor radio i tend to say to it you know alexa play planet rock or something and it's just on while i'm in the kitchen so no, I'm not exactly listening to it for audio file quality. I'm just—it's just on, isn't it? Just something to yeah break up the monotony. Um, but there you go. Uh, will this will this company get anywhere? I have no idea, to be honest. Um, 
just uh, just just caught uh you know caught our eye um and it's made the let's face it if it, if the bloke wasn't from uh you know x of apple i doubt it would even have got a news story um no probably not there we are uh what what else have we got uh windows 10 update i think this was actually from last week and we we didn't mention it uh a windows 10 update is creating havoc um yet again um there's a link there to that apparently uh you know it's creating all sorts of uh, chaos as windows updates uh, often are prone to do apparently uh seems to be worse in the last you know the last year there's been an awful lot of problems with updates for windows they do, they do, don't they? They yeah. do. I mean, people people stick the boot into Apple quite, you know, probably quite rightly when uh, something goes wrong. Um, and I've argued before that in some ways, you know, we should stop having these endless, you know, yearly big releases and just go for the Windows rolling update model. Unfortunately, Microsoft's record on rolling updates has not been very good. So it makes you wonder about that. their testing, you know, their testing regime. Is it? Yeah, it's happening time after time. I had two kernel panics at the weekend. Ooh, blimey! Which is, I, I, I have no idea what's causing it. I have loaded some new stuff onto my machine recently, so it could be one of those programs. One of the, one of them does put icons up on the taskbar, and I'm wondering whether it's one of those that's uh, mm. causing the problem. But yeah, I was in a Zoom meeting. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just suddenly my machine went off I thought, oh. <laughs> and then it happened again later on so uh yeah I- i've no idea what's causing it at the moment i suppose i really ought to have a look at the uh the error logs when it comes up and see what's what's oh, causing I mean, the problem how many apps you got running in the background oh the quite a lot yeah quite a lot i have about maybe, maybe 15 or so things. running on the taskbar at the top and yeah uh, maybe so, yeah, shut down uh, some apps it could be, as I say, one of these new ones that I've got running. I've, I, you know, I think I was talking last week, wasn't I, about um, Stream Deck, uh, mm. which enables me to use my phone to operate the scenes in OBS. Uh, um, no, I don't think you did. Did I not? Oh, okay. Well, I found. I so you know, I've been playing with OBS and and, and streaming stuff. Yes. Um, well, I found an, another tool that was um, Stream Deck, which is actually a hardware device, but you can actually get Stream Deck on your phone. Uh, and what it is is it, it's like a macro button thing, so you can link it to w- within OBS. So you can set up scenes in OBS, and then all you do is press the button on your phone, and it literally changes immediately uh, and starts streaming whatever it is you've just tapped your, on the button. So it actually makes controlling what's going on much easier. Um, and you you can um, label them how you want them. You can have up to fifteen on the screen. Uh, mm-hmm. It does have a subscription. Uh, thing but i've now found there's something else called touch portal which apparently does something very similar and and has a single cost but it's a bit more i think it's about 14 quid so i am playing with these things at the moment but actually i i've, I've just i've subscribed for a month just to see what it's like and uh, oh, it works flawlessly really it's, clever it sounds yeah it sounds in a way almost like a the sort of thing you know in the same way as the soundboard a little bit like soundboard, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm presumably, I think it's got a soundboard plug-in. So presumably, you could you can put your sounds on this external device, or on your phone, or on and, your iPad, and, you and literally just tap the sounds that you want when you want them, and it just takes it off the screen in front of you, hmm, which is quite clever. Very yeah. clever indeed. Yeah. But you can get it to launch programs and adjust volumes and do all sorts of things. Interesting. Very interesting. 
Yeah. Stream Deck, that's called. Stream Do you want deck. me to put a link in there? Yeah, we'll put a link notes. in. We'll put a link. Um, yeah. And we'll, I guess we should probably put a link to uh, OBS as well, if we're going to put that in. Okay. Uh, there. Those up. So, um, moving on, what else have we got here? Uh, Zoom apparently has temporarily removed Giphy from its chat feature uh, after Giphy has been acquired by Facebook, as we uh, as we discussed previously. Um, I don't know if they've done that, you know, for any particular reason or just um, out of spite. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, on to security and privacy. Um, what have we got? Uh, a judge has ruled that the FBI cannot view a phone lock screen without a warrant, apparently. Um, they've got themselves in trouble because uh, apparently they turned on a suspect's phone and took a photograph of the lock screen. And uh, a judge has said that they cannot do that um, because of the Fourth Amendment prohibiting unreasonable search and seizure. And there we go. Uh-huh. That's good to hear. Yes, here we say, what is known is on February the 13th, 2020, the FBI removed Mr. Sam's phone from inventory, powered the phone on, and took a photograph of the lock screen. Um, the photograph shows the name Streezy right underneath the time and date. Um, the suspect's name revealed on the phone's unlock screen turned out to be useful evidence. Sam's lawyer subsequently filed a motion arguing that this evidence should not be sought without a warrant and should be suppressed. Um, so, you know, there we go. Um, uh, and also uh, the FBI um, failed to get Apple to do a, a break into an iPhone, although they managed to do it themselves. Uh, uh, it's another good sign that the you know, Apple's not been made to do, you know, give them access. So that's you know that judge saying that, and what's happened with it, you know, there. Um, it's good for the users. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, in in this case, I'm not sure how um, guilty or not the you know <laughs> the suspect might be, but uh, I think mm. on the whole, still probably a, probably a reasonably good thing. Um, at least yeah, in America. I mean, the fact is, we all the fact is we all want to catch the bad guys, but not at the expense of civil liberties. Yeah. Yes, that yeah. is that is it. Very much so. I'm pretty sure it's a technicality. I'm sure because uh, in future, no doubt, the FBI will simply go and ask for a warrant and be granted one without any um, without any qualms. <laughs> yes, can we can we have yeah. a warrant to turn this bloke's phone on and look at the lock screen? Well, yeah, I don't see why not. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, more more of a technicality than anything else, to be honest. But uh, interesting, nevertheless. Uh, if you're, you know, if you mm-hmm. follow these sort of things, Start Page and Vivaldi um, brings more privacy to your search. This is the Vivaldi browser that uh, Jim is keen on. Is that? Yeah, good, good, yep. good be browser. And uh, it is a good browser. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I, I take it from this story, they are incorporating Start Page, which is a privacy focused. Um, search uh, yeah it's, it's governed by uh european data protection laws so it helps to you know keep your stuff secure um, that's good that's good um it's, 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 it's basically giving you a, as they describe it a world-class search result without uh with zero tracking yes it's a yeah. it, you know like DuckDuckGo. it's um it's a search service mm-hmm. uh, which claims to be uh, far more private than some other competitors shall we just say that um and i think you posted this one as well jim the national um 
which is a Scottish newspaper. Uh, this is how the UK coronavirus app could be used to, to spy on you um, with details about uh, how it records uh, where you are. And uh, that yeah. could apparently it could apparently uh, give away the fact that if you don't sleep in the same place every night, it might be able to uh, rat you out. Um, personally, uh -huh. I think <laughs> personally, I think there are a lot bigger things to be worried about than that. Um, but there you are. Well there's a, there's another thing that was saying, well, not necessarily in that article, but there's another another thing being said about the 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 app um, because it's not generating a, a random ID every fifteen minutes. It's just doing it once a day. Yeah, that is that um, that is the flaw that they're saying would yeah. uh, it would tr track whether you went to bed in the same place every night yeah. or not. Um, but, but also good to or, get. Or, or more importantly, that you're in your house or yeah. not. At certain times every week. But the other, the other thing that was saying was that it could also allow hackers to get into can't see the word manipulate the data and create false contacts. So that affects any information, you know, any data they're gathering on uh, well uh, the spread of the virus. Yes, yes, it well, needs to be secure, like everything, doesn't it? Yeah. Yes, it does. Um, yeah. We've also got a piece here from the BBC, which is security flaws found in the uh, NHS. I don't like calling it that anymore. Um, contact tracing app. Uh, I, I read this piece. Um, to be fair, um, you know, it was a test. And, uh, the, you know, they have said, well, the whole point of it was to have the security um community examine it and come back to us and point out things that they you know felt were wrong which is uh, a fair comment but you know there's quite a list of things that people are unhappy with um and well we've talked about it before so you know we won't go back over it but um there's links to those both of those um if you're interested in that i shan't be downloading it for the reasons i've already outlined and it's got nothing to do with yeah, um it's far too much to do with where the data goes and little to do with the app itself in, in many ways. Um, there we are. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, oh, this in the Worth of Chirps, I, I, this amused me, um, and I didn't know this either. Um, I don't know if you saw this. Why did nobody tell me the iPhone calculator has a hidden backspace trick? Um, Apparently, if you are using the, uh, you know, the iOS calculator and, uh, you know, type in a wrong number, most of us have uh, always thought the only way, like a real calculator, is to, um, you know, press the all clear button and start your calculation again. Apparently not. If you mistype, a, you know, a digit uh, on the uh, calculator, if you swipe right across the display of the numerals, it will backspace for you. There you go. <laughs> They're all stunned into silence by that. <laughs> indeed, indeed. <laughs> yeah, because I, I use my calculator so much for doing complicated calculations that I need to backspace. But um, <laughs> there you go. And you, you could probably still, you could probably shake it as well. It'll probably do the undo feature there as well. Um, not that I've ever tried that. But I did test this out. It does, it does. If you type some numbers into the iOS calculator and then swipe across the display, you know, to the... Uh, Swipe right, it will um, it will backspace. There we go. Um, and Jim put this one in. Uh, a company called Zion, I suspect, has released a tiny foldable two-axis smartphone gimbal for sixty dollars. 
So, uh, you know, if you're into uh, that sort of thing, gimbal, you can have a gimbal for just $60 for your oh, uh, smartphone. That looks quite a nice piece of kit. Yeah. I wonder um, how well it works. That, that would be that would be something for Mark to try out, I should think. You're into all that, aren't you, Mark? I'm just looking for the link in the show notes. Uh, it's mm-hmm. uh, Petapixel. You'll find it down in the Worth of Chirps. Um, so, so, so compared to the DJI Osmo Mobile 3, so it's quite small. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's that's not bad looking. Yeah. Oh, if, you, if you go to the website, you'll see the um, the video of it in action as well. Oh yes. So there you go. If you're uh, into, uh... do you have to buy it from China? I don't. That know. is a good question. Being a sounds like a Chinese company, doesn't it? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. A Yun Tech website. I suppose if you check on Amazon, you probably find it available through them. Um, not much, there's not many things that you won't be able to get through them. Um, they're, they're claiming like 15.5 hours of battery life. Um, it's rated to 5.5 hours max, uh, which seems to contradict the previous. That looks like a, a, a DJI um, Osmo. Just yeah, that's a competitor to it. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Yep, it says it says yeah. in the it, it says there you know pitched as a competitor to the DJI Osmo, um, built-in Bluetooth support, direct control for a native camera. Mm, okay, there we are. Uh, so if you're interested in filming with your smartphone um, and want smoother results, maybe uh, you would like to check that out. Um, oh yes, yeah, it's in there. Fifty nine ninety nine. Not bad. It's, 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 it's get normally, I suppose. That's not too. Its bad. title is a Xeon Smooth X foldable smartphone gimbal stabilizer selfie stick vlog YouTuber white. Oh God, it's <laughs> gonna it's gonna be on Amazon shortly. There'll be a million of these that have worked out to do it. No, it looks like it is available on Amazon. Yes, uh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh, there's an even longer one here. Listen to this: a Xeon Smooth X two-axis smartphone gimbal stabilizer for iPhone 11 Pro, 10s Max, 10 uh, 10R, 10X Plus, uh, 8 Plus, 7 6 SE, Android cell phone vlog kit for Instagram, TikTok cinematic live video recording equipment, Smooth Smooth X White. <laughs> they just put the whole description in the title there, haven't they? Yeah. Yes. Why bother telling anyone about it below? You just put it all in the description. It's a bit like the description for the megaphone, about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Amazon's notorious for that. I guess that the titles are searched for keywords, and that's what they. Why yeah, they, I expect why so. they do that. Um, because um, I was looking in searching Amazon. <clears throat> uh, it can be a nightmare, to be honest. Um, at times it can, yeah. You know, some some things you can you kind of pin down almost immediately, especially if you know the exact name. But I, uh, there was a discussion in the um, in the Slack room, as we know, because uh, after Jim bought his his microphone, uh, Suffolk Pete said he would be interested in you know maybe purchasing himself a new microphone. Well, the the one that uh, Jim bought is now unavailable, although I found. Um, what appears to be an identical one for a couple of quid more under another name. Um, I suspect that it's just a you know Chinese white label um, and probably comes under several names. Anyway, uh, you know, in the end, uh, Pete Pete chose something different and a little bit more expensive. But that that's by the by. I was trying to find um, microphones in the sort of fifteen to twenty five pounds price range. Um, and it's a, it's a nightmare. Searching, they're searching is 
very, very bizarre what it will turn up. But there you go. That's um, I guess when you sell pretty much everything on Earth, trying to catalogue it all is not the easiest thing in the world. <laughs> but it's <laughs> yes. um, yeah. Um, what else have we got? Um, I, I uh, Carl at the Mac and Forth uh, tweeted out this link. It's from the BBC. Um, it's a collection of empty uh, sets from the BBC, which uh, they have uh, put out there that you can use for backgrounds, you know, for your Zoom or other, you know, video call <laughs> cool. um, things. So, yeah, you know this thing where people have, rather than showing the mess in their living room behind them, you can put up a, you know, a fake background. Uh, the BBC has released, released, I think there are 50 um yeah they've got faulty towers and porridge yeah so you can open all ours dad's army yep and, and they're all empty sets so um you've got like um oh, brilliant they've they've got like uh del boy's flats um you know the, the tardis in this one yeah um uh you, you can see like you know, seven liberator yeah, uh, you've got EastEnders, you know, uh, Quatermass and the Pit, uh, you name it, the O'Needing Line, all that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, you can you can be in the dining room at Faulty Towers. Um, Acorn Antiques. Yeah, yeah. So there's old swap shop, all sorts of things. Um, you can have the Play School Windows from 1979, if you like. Um, <laughs> through the round window. Um, so that's a whole, whole load there from the BBC. Um, which I can see I'm going to be having a play. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then just to uh, to go along with that, uh, subsequent to that, um, we've got a set of Star Trek backgrounds, um, which have um, been released, and also Star Wars backgrounds uh, suitable for use in video calls. So there you go. That's a huge collection for those of you out there who uh, want to have some backgrounds. I did like the BBC ones. Those, uh, those amused me. Um, but, you know, they've got Star Trek and Star Wars as well. Um, and uh, the final tip, which is one um, Jim found up, uh, is how to take a screenshot with your Apple Pencil. Uh, apparently, Apple has implemented the ability to use your Apple Pencil to take a screenshot. Um, open an app or web page. Uh, Place your Apple Pencil in the bottom left or bottom right corner of the screen and drag the corner of the screen towards the centre. And this will take a screenshot. There we go. No buttons required. And it works on both the uh, original pencil and the new pencil. It's not just restricted to uh, the no. new version. I, wonder, yeah. does, I, I don't have a pencil. I wonder if that works on the ordinary iPad as well as the... Um, it works in my iPads Pro nine inch. So yeah, I'm just so. wondering yeah. because the you know the new iPad, the one that my wife has, um, she doesn't have a pencil because she's got no use for it. But that also supports the pencil, just out of interest. And the last snippet is uh, the free operating identical to Mac OS. It's, it's not really actually. It's um, it's built on Raspberry and it's for your Raspberry Pi and it's made to look like the mac os but that's about <laughs> that's about uh, where it ends but well, um, the, the the site has been taken down so you <laughs> can't get it now <laughs> what a surprise <laughs> yeah um the download site for raspberry i raspberry and pi uh, has been taken down um so it's all gone so i wonder hey. whether apple say uh, had a wee word with them 
I would not be surprised uh, yeah. if Apple has had a word with them. Um, that would not surprise me in the very least. There we are. So, I think we've been jabbering for quite long enough, and uh, I guess we should round out the show. So, uh, Mark, where can people find your stuff? They can find me on Twitter at Ocean Speed. Uh, I do a bit of tweeting on the Essential Apple Twitter as well. Uh, and you can also find me on my other podcast that I do with Mr. Carl Madden from the Mac and Mort fourth show, The Watching Men, where we take a look at media, film, and, we, yeah, we, we cover it in our own interesting way. Uh, yeah, and if you were, uh, you know, enjoying Mark, Mark's ranting about Picard, go check out the Picard review episode. <laughs> Oh dear! Oh no! Look what you've done to poor old Simon. I'm choking myself now. <laughs> choking myself. Oh dear! Anyway, there we are. Um, Nick. Yes. Oh yes. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter occasionally. Uh, Spligosh. S P L I G O S H. And you can hear me also over on Bots. Let's talk Apple from time to time. Very good, Jim. Uh, in the Slack group. Uh, on Flickr as the SRPS Paint Shop um, and also I'm the administrator of the Essential Apple uh, Flickr group and also you'll find me sitting watching Picard on Amazon Prime <laughs> well, make sure you have plenty of that bleak stuff to uh, <laughs> remove it from your eyes uh, I of course can be found on oh, the Twitter oh what the way <laughs> I just want to say that, you know, they survive in space. So it doesn't really matter if you bust them all into space. <laughs> what? What? Oh, dear. never mind. Never mind. Uh, anyway, uh, yes, I can be found on the uh, Twitter as at Serenak, and that's S-E-R-E-N-A-K. Um, all the stuff is over on the website, of course, uh, essentialapple.com. Um, I must say a big thank you to all the people in the Slack because uh, without them, half these stories wouldn't get turned up. Um, and uh, just to say, uh, if you're not a member of the Slack, do, you know, do follow the link and take a look. It's a very jolly community. It's not all about the podcast and Apple. There's quite a lot of other uh, hilarity goes on in there, especially when Mark starts on about Picard. Um <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love the point that you saw. You know, you just introduce one. Oh, have we lost him? Is he gone? <laughs> maybe, has he, maybe he's muted himself. It's Siri. CBS. Siri's taking him. <laughs> Siri's taking him offline. That's enough of that. Siri, <laughs> dear. Oh dear. No, well, there we are. Um, thank you to everybody who supports the show. All the usual, uh, you know, all the usual things. Um. Please feel free to, you know, write into us, give us feedback, write reviews, uh, batter your friends around the head with a used MacBook until they submit, uh, and so on. And uh, I think that's probably about it for this week. So uh, from all of us, uh, goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> yeah, taken down by CBS. Very good. <laughs> oh, dear. You've been listening to the Essential Apple Podcast 
And I'd like to say, if you enjoy the show and would like to support us, feel free to go over to the website essentialapple.com and you will find links to both Patreon and the Pinecast Tips Jar, where you can make a donation towards the costs of the show. Uh, Or even if you're really keen, you could set up a recurring payment. And thank you very, very much to all the people who already do support us. We really do appreciate you very much indeed. This show is, of course, part of the My Mac Podcasting Network, where you can find a variety of other shows like the My Mac Podcast with Guy and Gaz, the G-Men, Tech Fan with Tim and David, the Nintendo Club Podcast, the Geekiest Show Ever, the Three Geeky Ladies, uh, Bart Bouchotts and his wonderful Let's Talk Apple, and possibly some more that I forgot. So why not go over to mymac.com, take a look at the available podcast, and take a listen. Hi, I'm Bart Bouchotts, host of the Let's Talk Apple podcast. Every month I gather together a panel of Apple followers and we digest the month's Apple news. Our aim is to step back and take a 40,000 foot view of all things Apple. We're the perfect complement to the many great daily news shows out there. Listen and subscribe at www.letstalk.ie. Goodbye.